All right, let's do this memory exercise together. Try to remember the last time you felt at peace. I'm going to give you a second. When was the last time you felt at peace? Might be easier for some than for others. Might have been a while because maybe you're waiting until, I don't know, you finish school. Or maybe until you finish, maybe after you're done with school or college, then maybe you'll allow yourself to feel a little bit of peace. Or maybe after college, you're supposed, you know, you have to get married. So until you get married, but then that's kind of depending on other people. You can't really marry yourself. Um, but let's say you find somebody and then let's say it works out and then you'll be able to feel peace. You're allowed once the wedding is done because, you know, weddings take a lot of work and it's a lot of stress and it has to be the biggest and fanciest wedding in the world because we're Chaldean. And then when the wedding's over, then you're allowed to feel peace. Unless then, you know, all of your aunts and uncles and mom and grandma is, is going to say, well, when are you going to have kids? So you're not allowed to have peace until the kids come. Then when the kids are there, forget about peace. <laughs> so when? And in the meantime, you're denying yourself that because you're anticipating, you're spending all your time preparing for something in the future and then that thing just keeps changing. The goalpost just keeps moving forward further and further and further. You know, and then you get the house, but then when you get the house, you have a 30-year mortgage. So in 30 years, then but then you have to get a bigger house because we're Chaldean. <laughs> so then what? Then the kids grow up, but then now you have to stress about when your kids are going to finish school and when they're going to get married. And then the cycle of history of moms and dads stressing out their kids will continue with the kids, stressing out their kids. And that is the way of humanity. And nowhere there are you allowed to feel peace. because of this anticipation of something that never quite, get, quite gets there. In the meantime, your soul understands that it's not supposed to live this way. And so your soul is in pain, and you don't want to feel that pain, so you hide it, you cover it up, you distract yourself with... I don't know, nights out and with Vegas trips and with concerts and with buying stuff, new watches or something like that. And you distract yourself with that. And then you get a little sort of moment of not quite peace, not even close to peace actually, but you sort of distract yourself from the pain of knowing that you're not living the way that you're supposed to be living. That even if you're not, and nothing that I described so far, not a single thing I described is a sin. This is a normal human life, and yet, you're in so much pain because peace is so far out of your grasp. Even a good, decent human life, there's still something off because you are anticipating you're living in the future. Or, take that whole story, and sometimes you're living in the past. And you're feeling the pain of things that happened to you, of family issues, of trauma, that you're still 
not able to heal from. And you're saying, when that's okay, then I will allow myself to feel peace. Christ was anticipated too. From the creation of the world, from the fall of Adam and Eve, God prepared the human race and caused us to anticipate, to wait for the Messiah. The law and the prophets prepared for thousands of years, anticipated the Messiah who is to come, the Son of God who is going to come. But that wasn't a cycle that continued. That was a straight line. And God cut through our cycle of silliness. He cut through it with a straight line that ended at something new. The cycle of time, of anticipation, of waiting for the future, and then the future comes, and then we're waiting for the future again. That cycle of time was broken when eternity entered our world. When God, who is outside time and outside of anticipation and outside of anxiety, when God became one of us, that circle broke. It broke in half. His name, his name that's given in the, in the sort of mode of definition, Emmanuel, Ammanuel. When you break it down, the U in there, Amman, we say Emman, so that's similar to the sort of older Aramaic. El is related to the word Allah, it's a word for God, but the word U in the middle, that U means is. It's present tense. It's not God will be with us when we graduate or when we have the kid or when we pay off the house. God is not gonna be with us. God is with us now. It's not about anticipation. What happens in the gospel today that I just waiting for some future time that we're never gonna get to. Look at what happens in the gospel today that I just read. Caesar Augustus started a census, big government control, inconvenience, everybody had to drop what they were doing and go to their own city. Joseph, poor guy, had to take pregnant Mary from Nazareth to Jerusalem because of this census. Family problems, because he's of the lineage of David. Poor Mary is pregnant, traveling pregnant, couldn't be comfortable. She's in bodily pain. They didn't have a room in the inn, and nobody, not one person at that place saw this little family, this pregnant girl, maybe, you know what, let me, let me let them have my room. No, nobody, so selfishness and sin put them in an even worse place, other people's selfishness. So now they're in a, in a manger giving birth. Shepherds doing the night shift. So the poorest people having the worst like, part of the job. They're the ones that hear glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men. Peace didn't wait until everything was okay. Everything was a mess. It was terrible. And yet, peace was there. 
because God was there. These shepherds in the situation went and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And in the most chaotic, messy situation, they found peace. Why can't you then? Why do you have to wait until that goalpost is reached when God is with you? I'll tell you why I'm not good at it. Because I keep looking in the wrong places. The shepherds didn't find peace anywhere else. They found it only in that manger. You can keep trying if you want. Maybe it'll work for you. But you're not going to find peace anywhere else. Not in the best house. Not with the best degree. and Not with the best... Everything you want. Just imagine having it. You're still not going to have that peace. You're not. And if you want to keep wasting another couple of decades trying, go ahead. You're not, you're not going to bother me at all. But you're not going to find it there. Keep doing it. It's all fine. But if you're looking for peace, you're going to find it here. On the worst day of your life, this is where you're going to find it. Because this is where you're going to find God. Here, and I mean physically here in church. Because this is where the same Jesus Christ, who broke through the cycle... and became God with us, this is where he's with us. And you're not, and nowhere else. The manger is here, it's right there. And you have the little statues in your house, that's great, and you should, but you don't have the Eucharist in your house. You don't have the Qurbana, you don't have communion there. All of us have to leave our homes and come together in a place that is uncomfortable for us sometimes. And that's why, it's not, I mean, and I know a lot of us think of religion and the church as just a bunch of rules that we have to obey. Like, God is like trying to like bother us and annoy us and make our lives inconvenient with his rules. The rules are not there for anybody but for us. The church has a rule that we should go to church every Sunday, go to mass every Sunday. And it's a sin, it's a serious sin to not do that if it's our fault, you know, if there's nothing going on. It's not because, well, we just feel like saying these rules. No, because God knows where we're going to find true peace. In the liturgy here at Mass, if you pay attention, pay attention to the words. I think they're on the screen or something, right? Pay attention to those words. I don't know how many times in Mass we say, peace be with us. Let us pray, peace be with us. Peace be with us. Christ, there's a hymn of peace. Jesus is named the Prince of Peace. In our liturgy, we name him the peace of the world. He's it. And if you're in a place like I am a lot of times, where you're not quite sure where to find your peace, he's right here. And nothing else has to be there. You can be uncomfortable. There can be a corrupt like world around you. You can be in physical pain. You can be having family problems. You can have trauma. You can have poverty. And none of those things is gonna stop Christ from being your peace, the peace in your life, if you let him in, if you make your heart the, the manger where he was born, if you let him in when you come and receive communion. So here in this church, we open our hearts.
and we pray that Christ can enter them. We make him a special place in our hearts so that we can receive him and then bring him home with us and share him with others.